0: Welcome to the Funky Pharmacist Podcast. This is Sarah. I'm with Hillary. And today we're going to talk about vitamins and
1: the importance of choosing a correct brand. Yeah, a thanks. good brand. Yeah. There's lots of things to look at, and we'll get into each and every one. But we want to talk about that the big ongoing saga. Was it a saga? Of choosing of the bad things that are going on with Amazon and eBay and things like that. Mm -hmm. That there's a Forbes magazine did a, I don't want to say a study, but a study that over 25 of supplements, 25% of the supplements that they sell are counterfeit. It's crazy. So, So counterfeit could be that they're bad, they just don't work, they're expired and they have a different label on there. What were they stored in? Are they inactive now? Because if a probiotic was not refrigerated, some probiotics are not refrigerated, then they kind of are bad and they won't work. So the FDA only tests 1% of the 65,000 supplements out there. And it's a $112 billion industry. So it's a big industry to keep track of. There's a statistic out there, and I think it's a little older. I mean, nowadays, I think it's probably a little bit more. Uh, But 50% of Americans take a multivitamin. And one in five take a supplement, which I dare say it's probably a little bit more. On the same page as Amazon and eBay, if you see a vitamin that is notoriously um, at an unbelievably low price, World Customs Organization did their little background study on that and said that, number one, it could be dangerous. Number two, it's probably useless, expired, as I mentioned, and it's just relabeled. Or number three, it's stolen on the black market. And then if those are the case, then you know that it leads to a whole other host of issues. Are they harmful? I mean, do they carry heavy or heavy metals? What are the inactive ingredients in there? The quality, um, if they're shipping and handling regulations that are not being followed, specifically like cold chains. I know in pharmacy that I think it's the FDA, they, in the state, I believe, really cracked down on from the raw ingredient all the way up to the top to the pharmacy. It's traced. They know where it's coming from or going to. And in a way it should be like that with supplements. And the good companies, I believe they do that. The the more reputable companies. So that's one less thing that we have to think about. And then we want to make sure it has expiration dates, not manufacturing dates. But there are some products that are made by the reputable companies that do have just manufacturing dates but just know that if you're going to buy something with no expiration date what company it's sold by mm-hmm. there are and I'm to say a lot of our companies that we carry designs for health integrative therapeutics Clare labs metagenics a lot of them have strict resale contracts so when I signed a contract or when I chose to sell each one of their products I had to sign a contract with these companies, ensuring that some allow online sales, some do not. Some, um, they want you to have a health professional license to sell them. And then if they find out, if they're, because if you go to Amazon, you can buy some metagenics products on Amazon, same with Designs for Health and things like that. So know that the companies that are doing that are doing that unlawfully. And they're not able to do that.
0: Or it could be counterfeit.
1: Or it could be counterfeit, not knowing what you, yeah. So these companies devote time and money into development of studies to protect their brand and reduce distribution channels. They have their own little departments who investigate these people. So I came up with some key points to consider when choosing a multivitamin. Number one, is it USP verified? So on the seal, I believe uh, Kirkland brand from Costco, you can, they have the USP seal on there. The, uh, is it Nature's Made? Nature's Made. That you can find, most likely anywhere, uh, that has the seal of USP. So USP is the United States Pharmacopeia, and it's an independent organization that tests the ingredients for potency and expiration. So if that's on there, you kind of, it's got a little cross-check, you know. There's also you want to make sure that these companies are abiding by good manufacturing practices. Prescriptions are held by this as well and as should most supplement companies. But that's where the FDA regulates and they assure the identity, strength, quality, and purity of the products by requiring that manufacturers of medications or supplements adequately control manufacturing operations. So... When someone does that, and it's kind of like us too with compounding, except it's not called good manufacturing practices. Um, It's kind of like the same regulations, but it it establishes strong quality management systems, obtaining appropriate quality raw materials, establishing robust operating procedures, detecting and investigating product quality deviations. so if there's recalls and such, they're able to do that properly and maintain reliable testing laboratories. Another thing is the location of manufacturing. Most products that we carry are manufactured in the United States. So that's good. There's Consumer Lab Independent Testing Group. That's, all, that's kind of like a USP thing too. They uh, It's like a third-party testing. There's NSF, which is a third-party certi- uh, certification and that's put on by the public health safety organization tests. So it tests label claims, toxicology, contaminants, heavy metals, things like that. So they're not gonna these companies aren't gonna come out and just say this. It's not gonna be on their label. The USP is, but and GMP the good manufacturing practices may. But you might have to go to their website and look at their standards. If they're proud and are doing things legit, they'll most likely have all their testing standards.
0: Right, if they're going to spend a lot of money making sure that they're, they are, you know, legit, then they're going to promote it. Correct. Yeah.
1: Another thing is, and this is more of a, I don't want to say personal thing, but reputable companies, I don't want a company that has any pharmaceutical ties nor big corporations. Because they're all, at that certain point, they're all about the money and maybe not the quality and the research that puts on the backside of things for their products. So, for instance, Metagenics, they make Estrovera. There's a lot of research that goes and that's for um, menopause, hot flashes and things like that. There's a lot of research and a lot of studies behind that. And most big companies, that's not their goal. They don't. Their goal is just to make and put it out there and- Make money. Make money, not do testing. So that's my personal thing. And then companies that use scientific evidence as part of formulations and ingredients and therapeutic amounts, so kind of like the same thing as I just mentioned, the estroberron. There's, there's tons of them out there. And then there's a standardization and a non-standardization. And I'll get this. I'll get into this on a different podcast, I think. But we want something that is standardized. So something that the company can guarantee to the consumer that. We're getting a product in which the chemistry, when we break it down, is consistent from batch to batch. So that's a whole different thing. But just look on, when you look at the label, you want to see standardized herbs or standardized whatever. Those are my big key points to any of that. So we mentioned Centrum. Centrum had a lawsuit in 2012 because they were calling it Centrum Complete. And their argument was there was nothing complete about it because a lot of their products or a lot of their ingredients contained way less than the recommended daily allowance, so the RDA. And that gets us into a whole different thing because the RDA, so uh, the percentages on the back of that, are 70-year-old recommendations. So I think in the 50s, the RDA came out and I downloaded it online, it was very interesting and it's i don't know i want it's several hundred pages if not a thousand pages if i can recall but it's all based on the food in the 50s and our lifestyle lifestyle exactly that's that word i was looking for and so it was good back then so back in the 70s they did a new edition of it It either 70s or 80s they did a new edition and since then, they have not updated it. So there is there are fruits and vegetables when I compare them. Broccoli. So in the 50s, there was 130 milligrams of calcium in that. In the 90s, there was 48. So it lost that much due to soil change and the way we process things and GMO and all that. Uh, Chard was 105 back in the 50s of milligram of calcium. Now there's 51 milligrams of calcium. And this is per edible, 100 grams of edible portion size. Sweet potato, back then it had 0.7 milligrams of iron, and now it's 0.59 milligrams of iron. So because we're not getting the nutrition that we can off the food, then I think it's probably time to up... Our recommended daily allowances in these vitamins, and the more these reputable companies, they've they've recognized that their their RDA percentages are way higher than than most. So I think that's an important thing to to choose. And I think some people argue that not everyone should be on a multivitamin unless you're keeping track and you know what you're eating and you're.
0: Yeah. Well, we we deal a lot here with you know we um have several people we work with all the time that are health coaches and um, nutritionists and things like that. And there are some that would say that if you ate really, really well, and if you ate the rainbow per se, you might be able to get it. But it's kind of hard to to see that with those stats. Maybe, you know, 50 years ago or 70 years ago, you could have. But now I think it's, um, it'd be very difficult. Going back on the centrum thing too, I think it's important we didn't touch on this yet. Um, Absor- absorption absorption down. and breakdown.
1: So there was this... I've seen this x-ray out there that it was after three doses, three days of centrum. And it was uh, it was an x-ray of a colon. And you could trace the centrum tablets that did not dissolve or absorbed. And, uh, get absorbed. It, I mean, it basically passed through the colon. And I think... The reason why it's so packed with inactive ingredients and poor, soluble fillers and forms of vitamins that, I mean, you'd have to have a good digestive system to break that down. That falls into what we're going to talk about now, which is improper absorption, preservatives, food coloring, and then the excipients. So we're just going to take Centrum, for instance. Their magnesium is magnesium oxide, which I'm not saying that's horrible, but when they choose their vitamins, and this is my personal opinion, I suppose, it's the least absorbable and the cheapest form. So, magnesium oxide's in there, that's the least absorbable and cheap, cheapest form of that. They have iron, which is ferrous fumarate, that tends to cause constipation. I tend to recommend ferrous bisglycinate because it has less GIS side effects, easier on the stomach. The B vitamins in there, the concentrations are so low, so it's almost like you're not even taking a B vitamin. The vitamin E is the DL-alpha form, which is the synthetic form. You want the more natural form. Uh, there's calcium, calcium carbonate, that's the least absorbable form. And then there's tons of binders in there. There's magnesium stearate, cornstarch, sodium benzoate, sodium luminosilicate, there's FD&C dyes and children's Flintstones I think there's five or six dyes alone in one tablet there's gelatin, maltodextrin so there's tons of fillers that are not necessarily needed so I guess do your research and we'll come up with something uh, in the future I think I want to do something that compares all forms of vitamins and maybe just a podcast of A through Z on vitamins and Mm -hmm. explain the importance of which one to choose and which ones. Vitamin D, there was also a big study on vitamin D. The Journal of American Medicine Association in 2013 published a journal called Over-the-Counter and Compounded Vitamin D is Potency What We Expect. So what they did is they took five tablets from 15 sealed bottles, same in different lots, uh, different manufacturers as well. When they tested each one of those tablets, the results varied, so there was 9 to 146% of the expected dose in one of those, in one tablet. The USP verified ones were almost 100% accurate. Anything other than that, so if you were to take a 1,000-unit tablet, the 9 to 146% range would take you to... 500 units all the way up to 1350 and some people argue that oh who cares you know it's vitamin d you know it's not that bad that we're not using it as a I guess therapeutic thing Um, there's no safety concerns some people are using I'd say vitamin d is I think it's important because you should I mean you need to test your vitamin d levels and you should be at and this is just depending on the person, depending on the conditions and things like that. I mean, it should be in an upper range for good immunity and things of that sort. But I think it's a bigger problem than if, if we hold these standards to prescriptions, then we need to hold it to supplements as well.
0: Yeah, because we've seen instances where people have and we're not saying that this is for everybody, but there's been instances where a person has mild blood pressure issues and they're on some kind of a prescription medication and they don't want to be on that prescription and they lead a good healthy life and they come in and they find the right supplement and you know working with them and their doctor they're able to get off that prescription. That's true. So Mm -hmm. it's um, some of these things I'm not saying they you can stop taking prescriptions to take them but there are other avenues and there's always lots of different doors that you could try to open.
1: Mm -hmm. There was another study with melatonin in 2017 in the american academy of sleep medicine and they found the same thing 83 to 478 percent of that expected dose was found in one tablet and then 26 percent of that whole batch also had added serotonin in the bottle without listing it in the ingredients there needs to be a standardized
0: yeah needs to be more strictly governed
1: it does so examples of trusted brands, and then I'm I'm not gonna I'm not pushing one brand. It's just it's it's the transparency that they have for that particular company, as well as um, third party testing and the standards that they have. So there's Metagenics, for instance. Metagenics has they assign three point five million dollars annually in quality testing. They have the tightly com controlled supply and distribution chain, which I mentioned that people who have that product or sell that product have, have a um, health professional license. There's always certificate of analysis created for each one of their products. And what you can do, what I find is cool, is that you can go to their website, type in the lot and the product, and then you can find that certificate of analysis. So it will tell you if there's any heavy metals or any mold in there anything that they found with any of their ingredients there's raw material tests there's third-party assays there's gluten-free testing so a lot of these products that's important is you know gluten-free soy -free, free dairy free fish egg there's no GMO there's no artificial sweeteners there's practitioner partnerships they're organic they're GMP certified now foods has those standards all of these I think Designs for Health, Integrative Therapeutics, Claire Labs. And I should mention that there's not a lot of places that... I don't want to say not a lot of places, but there's not a lot of places that sell these. Right. You have to either go to the practitioner or um, some some places like compounding pharmacies sell them and...
0: Yeah. We, we have several other health food stores and um, vitamin stores around. And if somebody asks how we're different, well, obviously we're a compounding pharmacy. So... Um, we're different that way but our products are different in the fact that we do have a healthcare professional that you know we can carry these lines and they're amazing i mean we've seen them help a ton of people they're they're good and it was important for hillary when she started the store to have different price points so that's why we have the now and you know all the way up through the professional line so if somebody can't afford a metagenetics product or um, Designs for Health product, then, you know, it's probably available now and now, that's, and that's fine too.
1: Yeah. Two other resources I want to point out. Number one, there's Orga, Oregon State University has the Linus Pauling Institute, and they have a good resource that they recognize the fact that the RDA levels are very low. So they'll give amounts of what people should be on where you can find the most, say, you're looking for iron. The foods that contain the higher iron content, of the absorption, different forms. It's a wealth. It's a very good reputable source. Also, we do have a, we're partnered with Fullscript. So it's fullscript.com. We have our own little store pocket company store under full script and it allows you to get these professional lines of supplements especially now when you're not ma- able to make it in because we are all quarantined um so if you can't make it in that's a good resource for you to use
0: yeah or if that doesn't work out we are shipping to your houses right now um free shipping anything over 50 dollars. so
1: so i guess the the big thing is do your homework if you see a brand that you like then go on their website make sure that they're third-party tested think make sure that they have their their products aren't filled with excipients and binders and all this fillers
0: look for that USP
1: look for the USP some will not display that but it's just one of those key points to to look into
0: I think the other thing that I will mention and I sometimes Folks come in here looking for a multivitamin if they haven't really been around professional lines of supplements, they look at the price and they get a little scared, but it's seriously so true. I mean, it's something that our grandparents told us and their grandparents told them. You get what you pay for. And that is truth in all things. So yes, you're going to find that the metagenics is going to cost you a little bit more and the designs for health are going to be a little bit more, but uh, being the person that would have bought the Centrum five years ago i can tell you it makes a world of difference how you feel and what you're putting into your body so if you're going to take the time to take care of your body just remember that you do get what you pay for Mm -hmm.
1: and not to mention i mean it does they do recognize the fact that people are not eating all the fruits and vegetables and their lifestyle doesn't you know we're too busy on the go and most of those i mean they carry the they put phytonutrients in there they they put in the nutrients from the fruits and the vegetables in there, so we can, right? We can get
0: those. So I think that about sums it up for vitamins. Uh, if you guys have any ideas of future podcasts, we're looking for ideas because we were planning on collaborating with all these amazing um, practitioners, practitioners, and who had some stuff lined up, but unfortunately. I don't think that's going to be happening for the next month or two. So we would like ideas. If you have any ideas and stuff you want us to discuss, talk about, learn about, send them our way. we we'll would be glad to look into it and see if it's something we can do. So I guess we'll see you guys next week.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks.